0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk.
1: Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk and today's topic is Spring Clean Your Finances. Perfect timing since spring is upon us. With me today I have financial planner Byron Paulsma. Good morning, Byron.
0: Good morning, Mary.
1: And we're going to talk a little bit about some tips and tricks to spring clean your finances so you can declutter some things, clean out some things, and really get yourself feeling good about being on track with your finances.
0: I was thinking this morning, Mary, driving over here about being on cruise control. And sometimes being on cruise control financially is not a good idea. <laughs> I
1: suppose it depends on how fast you 're going well that 's true
0: too, but it- you know because you might be missing out on opportunities and you might also be uh not noticing some problems that you have absolutely
1: so. I think that's very true. So, when we're talking about spring cleaning your finances, there's some easier things to think about, and then there's some things that take a little bit more time. So, let's dive in and talk a little bit about just some of the easy things to do to get started kind of spring cleaning your finances. I think one of the easiest things to think about doing is just start cleaning up some of the stuff that you have connected to your money. So, when I say that, I mean looking at your files and going through your files and getting rid of some of the clutter that's built up since the last time you may have cleaned through your finances.
0: That's right. There may be some things that you're paying for you may not really need anymore, or maybe you're uh, uh, s- some other things that you might not even be noticing that are happening within your accounts.
1: Exactly. So One of the things that I've been reading about recently is called subscription creep. And that means that you have more subscriptions than you remember that you have subscriptions to. It's really easy to do, especially I find myself doing this um, on my Amazon Prime account. Right. Like so I have Amazon Prime and then, you know, I wanted to watch Game of Thrones. So I added the HBO channel. (laughs) Then I wanted to watch Billionaire. So I added the Showtime channel. And all of a sudden now, instead of just Amazon Prime, I have all these other little channel subscriptions in there. And I don't really think about the fact that I'm paying for every one of them every month, even though I've finished watching the show I wanted to watch.
0: And there are still only 24 hours in a day. Right. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> and I'm not spending all of them watching TV, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, but subscription creep can happen with magazines. It can happen with, um, you know, boxes of deliveries that people get. And it can also happen with emails. So um, a lot of people will, uh, you know, sign up to be on email lists to follow people that they're they're listening to or watching especially financial things that's a big a big thing that people do and they're getting hit in their email inbox with material that may have been relevant at some point but maybe isn't any longer and that's all part of the subscription creep so One of the things that you can do to spring clean your finances is go through and get rid of the things that no longer are expenses that are relevant for you, but also go through and clean out those file cabinets full of information, old stuff that you no longer need, and just really start to declutter the actual stuff.
0: We all know people that are pack rats Mm -hmm. and just, just keep things forever. Not necessarily the best way to handle your finances.
1: You know, um experts say that you really don't need to keep much of anything from a financial record point of view beyond 7 years. That's kind of the magic number that's out there. So, the other thing that you can also do is if you have accounts that you have information from from the last 7 years, once you get the annual statement that covers the whole year, you can go back and get rid of any quarterly statements or transactional statements or things like that. The annual statement really contains the most relevant information. And that's really the only thing that needs to stay in your file.
0: Right. And another thing, too, is don't just file it away. Right. Take, <laughs> take a look at that annual <laughs> statement and, and check to see what's actually going on. There may be some things that you're missing.
1: Absolutely. All right. Another thing that we think you could do to spring clean your finances is this is a really good time to evaluate the insurance coverages that you have. So take a half an hour take a look at the insurance coverages that you have. Now, what should you be looking for? You should be looking at your auto insurance, your homeowner's insurance, or rental insurance if you have it. You should be looking at your life insurance and any other insurance policies like disability or long-term care or things like that. Now, why would that be?
0: Well, there's a couple things. First of all, you want to make sure that you have the proper protection. Right. Uh, But on the other side, too, you may have some things that maybe you're – once again, that you may not need anymore, or maybe you're paying a little bit too much for coverage that, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe you don't need it anymore. So you need to be careful with that
1: right. So when you're reviewing your coverages, you're going to going to look at things to make sure like your homeowners values are keeping up with the value of your home. You're going to want to make sure that your auto insurance coverages have high enough limits. If you have reached a net worth of a million dollars or more, you may want to think about adding umbrella insurance as an extra layer of liability. And on your life insurance, one of the most important things that you want to do on your life insurance connects into the next, spring cleaning your finances tip, which is reviewing your beneficiaries. People's lives change, and when your life changes, it's not always top of mind to change your beneficiary also.
0: It's not surprising for people to have accounts that they don't even remember buying, and that could be maybe a small life insurance policy that maybe has a beneficiary on there that's maybe not a part of your life anymore. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we've seen it before where people have gotten divorced and then gotten remarried and they still have their ex-spouse on an old policy that they've kind of forgotten about. And the truth of it is that the beneficiary designation on file with the company is what stands. It trumps your will. It trumps anything else. It trumps divorces. It trumps marriages. Whatever your beneficiary says... That's who's going to get the money. (laughs) Right. It may not be who you want it to be. And so that's why it's so important to do those beneficiary checks now and again.
0: Right. Not only just insurance coverage, but also maybe your investment accounts too. Make sure those are in line with your wishes.
1: The one that we see that people forget the most often is their 401k through their work. Because sometimes their financial advisors are pushing them to review the beneficiaries on their investment accounts or their insurances, but they forget about that pesky 401K. (laughs) And that often is one of the biggest sources of assets in terms of investments that people have accumulated. Right. Now, one of the things that people often ask about from a beneficiary standpoint is what to do if you have children who are minors. How do you include them with beneficiaries? And that is really going to be a very personal decision, but it leads right into our next tip about spring cleaning your finances is that this is a really good time to make sure you have your estate planning ducks in a row. So when you think about spring cleaning your finances for those purposes, you really want to consider having at least three documents in place to make sure that all of your estate ducks are nicely in a row. The first one is your will. And the will is going to say who gets your stuff if you pass away. It's a pretty simple document. When you're married and you don't have any kids, usually people are saying just leave it all to my spouse. And we call that an I love you, Will. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, honey. You can have all my stuff. (laughs) So the The estate planning gets a little trickier when you have children, especially if they're minor children. And so more often than not, you're going to want to set up provisions in your will for what would happen to money that is going to be left to children who are minors.
0: Yes. And not only just if they're five years old, you also want to think about when they're young adults or in their 20s, they may not be the most, uh, shall I say, money savvy folks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And they may have buy, buy, buy in their mind, and that might not be the best thing. So you might be able to set something up that a certain amount of the money goes to them, say, at age 25. And then maybe another amount may go at age 30, something like that, in order to help prevent them blowing the money.
1: Right. And and I think that that also matters if you happen to have someone in your family that you're leaving value to who has substance abuse problems or who you know is just bad with money. If you, through your will, can set it up to where money doles out over a period of time instead of all at once. And that can solve a lot of negative issues that happens when people get too much money that they're unprepared for and don't know how to handle. It can also create peace of mind for you that things are set up right. And that kind of peace of mind, I think, is invaluable.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Now, along with your will, as we said, there's two other documents that are important to have. One of them is called a financial power of attorney. And that's just a standby document that says, hey, if I become mentally incapacitated, here is who I've authorized to handle my financial accounts.
0: Right. And that's important to do because that can happen. It's not only just an aging thing also, but it could be through an accident or maybe an illness or something like that. And it may come a lot earlier in life than, than you expect.
1: Right. And that's why it's standby. It doesn't take effect until something does happen. But boy, will it be easier for people to help you if something does happen. And the second one kind of falls in line with that it's the healthcare power of attorney. The healthcare power of attorney is a little bit bigger than the living will but they're frequently confused with each other. But it basically does say pull the plug, don't pull the plug, but also says if I'm physically or mentally incapacitated, here's who gets to take care of my health care decisions. And so those two documents being on standby go very nicely with your will. And if you've got that three pack of documents, kind of taken care of and in place, then your spring cleaning of it would be just review it and make sure that it still makes sense. And if you haven't done it yet, your spring cleaning would be to get it done.
0: That's right.
1: Now, I want to tell you a little story about this because one of the things that frequently happens is people will do one of these steps and then kind of forget how it connects to another of these steps. So if you are going to go update your wills, get a will done, things like that, you do need to circle back around and make sure that the beneficiary designations you have on file align with your estate planning. So what do I mean by that? We had a client who updated their will in 2015, and they put provisions in the will to space money out for their kids over time. But they never went back to their investment accounts And then change that with those. So the investment account still had their kids as primary beneficiaries. And that meant that the money would 100% go to their kids and not ever hit the will and go through the planning that they had taken the time to do. So you have to make sure that when you do the estate planning, you circle back and align all of your beneficiary designations with it so everything is actually coordinated. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Sterk. And today we're talking about spring cleaning your finances. We've already talked about cleaning up some of the obsolete accounts that you have. We've talked about reviewing insurance coverages, double checking beneficiaries, and aligning everything with your estate planning documents. Now we're gonna jump into something that perhaps might be one of the most important things to consider when you're doing your finance spring cleaning. And that is to check your credit. So once a year, it's very important to run your credit and to check it to see if your numbers are where they should be and if there's anything showing up on your credit report that really doesn't belong there.
0: You hear a lot about that nowadays, uh, free credit scores, etc. And And I think a lot of people are maybe hesitant to do it, maybe don't understand the impact or maybe don't uh, appreciate the impact that can have in terms of, uh, obtaining loans or getting better interest rates on loans. So it's something you want to you want to pay attention to.
1: And when you're checking your credit, it's important to look at any negative flags that have hit your credit file over the course of the last year. So there could be a history of late payments or high balances or debts in collection. Or you may see that there has been credit open in your name that you didn't know about. So when you're looking at that credit report, go look at those particular items to see if there's anything that needs to be disputed or cleaned up. Because those negative markers might be bringing your credit score down, which could cause some financial issues in your life.
0: Right. And another thing, too, is getting a score, I think, is important. I think it makes you competitive financially, that you want to move uh-huh. up into the next category, not only just what it's going to do for you as far as obtaining a loan, but also just, you know, you feel better that I don't want to be poor or fair. I want to be good or better. So, go. so I think that that helps to keep score in that regard to to make you more competitive in that way.
1: Now, one thing that people get confused about is what credit score to actually pay attention to. There's three major credit bureaus. They each will issue you a score, and your score will not be the same number from all of those. So they've created something that's called a FICO score, and the FICO score tends to be a blended average of the three. So what's being paid attention to most often in the credit world nowadays is that FICO score. So when you take out a new credit card, sometimes they'll tell you what your FICO score is, or sometimes you can get that from the credit bureaus. Um, Or if you request your credit reports, you can kind of get a gauge of what that FICO score might be. That's right. Okay. So along with fixing your credit, let's just say you see something on there that doesn't belong there. So perhaps you have some level of identity theft happening. When you're checking your credit, that's the right time to see if something like that has happened and has slipped through the cracks that you didn't notice. That's right. If you don't have anything like that, it's also important to make sure that you've got the right identity theft protection in place. There are a number of different resources out there that secure identities that let you know if credit's taken out in your name, that will go fight a battle for you if your identity's been stolen. And every service offers something a little bit different.
0: Right. And I think you should check with your bank because sometimes your identity is stolen off your debit card. Mm -hmm. And maybe you use it at at a gas pump and maybe somebody somehow can get the number from that. So check with your bank and see what they provide in terms of protection for your identity in case something happens with your your checking account.
1: I think that it's not anymore a question of if your identity gets stolen. I think it's a question of when. And that's an unfortunate state of the world. But today we're such a digital world and people use credit cards online and credit cards at gas pumps and credit cards everywhere. Mm-hmm you're bound to have some level of issue with it at some point.
0: Right. And and ironically, Mary, with our family, my wife and I had an issue. And then real soon after that, our adult son had an issue with his card also. <laughs> so it, it happens.
1: So if it can happen to a really good financial planner, it can happen to you. Well, thank you, Mary.
0: <laughs> so keep
1: that in mind. All right. The last thing that I want to talk about with spring cleaning your finances is how to maximize your investments. So doing a spring cleaning performance checkup is a really good idea with your investments. So what do I mean by a performance checkup? When you think about your investments, there's really three big things that you have to be considering. Number one is, are your investments aligned with the right risk tolerance level? Number two is, Are your accounts aligned and allocated well with that risk tolerance level, meaning if you have the right amount of risk, do you have the right stuff inside there, the right amount of large cap, mid cap, small cap, international? What type of bonds do you have if you have bonds in your portfolio? So your asset allocation really matters. And then the third thing is, how do the holdings that you have stack up against the competition? So a performance check is going to take all three of those factors into consideration. Risk tolerance, asset allocation, and performance. Now, what do I mean by stacking up against the competition? What I mean is there's a lot of different options out there. So how do you know if what you're in is actually above average or not?
0: Right. And this kind of goes back to that cruise control analogy I started out with in terms of of how that works. And one of the things we do is, is we check things every quarter just to make sure that we're using funds that are performing above average. And above average, you could look at it in terms of how does it compare with the Dow Jones average or the S&P index or something of that nature.
1: I think that the thing that is the most important to look at when you're comparing it for above average is its peer group, because some things track with the Dow and some things track with the S&P, but some things don't. They have their own peer group that they track with. So being able to understand how to compare them and what to compare them to is important. So if you haven't done a performance spot check lately, we would highly encourage you to reach out to us and visit about what that looks like, and what it entails. But a performance spot check is going to allow you to maximize the potential of the investments you do have, and everybody would want that. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I I did some research before this show, and I found a statistic that said – Cleaning your house for two hours burns 200 calories. Now, I don't know if spring cleaning your finances is going to burn those calories, but I can say it's sure going to add some nice peace of mind to you, knowing that you've got a lot of these ducks in a row.
0: That's right. It's one of those things, just a little bit of effort can go a long way when you're looking at spring cleaning. It sure outside.
1: can. So from spring cleaning your beneficiaries to your estate planning to your performance checkup, we hope that this episode has been valuable for you. And thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk